What's up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And, and this, this is Waking Up the Witch. We're your neighborhood witches. Each week, we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience. But while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go ghouls! <laughs> <laughs> hey hey how you doing hey girl i'm doing great how are you doing pretty good february is it's here it's happening it's gonna be i mean it is currently when you're listening a wild world that we're in right now lots of fun stuff happening for us as we're recording we're in preparation for all the all the excitement of february it's weird it's like my past self talking yeah. to my future self <laughs> yeah. we're like I, in this time warp i just right got now. back from new orleans it was so <laughs> fun and i'm about to go to portland with my two besties joey and cheyenne who are visiting and we've been having such a fun week so far <laughs> and i'm so glad that they're here and we've drank so much wine <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, in my now self of recording self, I'm so fucking excited for February. It's going to be fun. Are you like super pumped for New Orleans? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> I don't know. I get weird before I go anywhere. I'm like, do I want to go? Oh, I've been doing that so much with the Dominican Republic. I'm like, after finding out how long it's going to take us to get there and back, I'm like, can is it too late to say we don't want to go? It'll be good. It'll be fun. One version of myself thought that this was a good idea. So <laughs> hopefully that same version shows up for the party. I think you're going to have a blast. Yeah, we're going to eat good food. We Listen are going to see so much music. Maybe go to some museums, do some tours. Um, get hammered, yeah. probably. <laughs> and... I think my dad's going to come, which That'll is crazy exciting. and amazing. And then my childhood best friend in the whole world. Yay. Jesse Chapman. She's going to come and she's out. Nobody that's going has been besides me and my father. So, and my dad hasn't gone since I was probably like eight. Oh, wow. I remember he brought me back this little glass figurine doll that had like all of the the hats and oh, yeah. the masks mm -hmm. and stuff lots of glass porcelain dolls in my childhood <laughs> same yeah <laughs> so creepy and weird when i got my first apartment my grandma was like i'll help you decorate and she brought no boxes of all of my old <laughs> stuff from my dad's no. house and put all these creepy dolls everywhere and i'm like how am i supposed to get laid <laughs> And in my mind, I was like, I kind of like the creepiness of it, but like, I'm trying to pretend to not be that weird. You're just like a 10 year old in your first apartment <laughs> with all of your old things. Yeah. <laughs> Had to have been weird. 
New Orleans was one of my most favorite places I've ever been in the United States. It's so different from anywhere else mm-hmm. in the world. The history is crazy and mm-hmm. the architecture is beautiful and the food is unique. I love that there's just live music everywhere all my the time. My favorite kind of music yeah, is like too. brass bands and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm from St. Louis and a lot of the culture from New Orleans is present in St. Louis because wow. it's right up the Mississippi yeah. River. So there's Beautiful. a lot of the brass bands and the Cajun influence. And I mean, like St. Louis is literally like one of the saints. I don't know about that part. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of French. Please educate us. <laughs> Dear St. Louis. <laughs> there's a lot of French names on the streets. Gravoy. Which is probably Gravois, <laughs> but not if you're from St. Louis. <laughs> Whatever. So, future me had a blast. <laughs> Nobody cried unless they were happy tears. <laughs> and I'll meet your friends yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to finally meet them. And they're so excited to meet you. Me too. And... Yeah, we're going to have a good time. And then in a week, when if you're listening to this, when it lands, I'll be on a plane traveling to the Dominican Republic for a work trip for my husband that he won. So play a little business, but mostly play sitting on the beach, which I, I hate the travel part of travel. I get really anxious. Um. So I'm not looking forward to that I'll give part. You <laughs> I have some. Okay. Actually, actually, I have one. Maybe I should get a refill yeah. before I go. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, I get very anxious traveling. It hurts your body. Yeah. And so going for so long, too. We have three flights there. And his boss was like, I'll pay for a hotel for you on your way back. So because it's going to take so much longer, like a whole day of traveling. So I'm not looking forward to those parts, but I am really very much looking forward to having some lovely time with my husband in a new place and trying new foods and the Dominican Republic is the other part of the island of Haiti correct yeah it's right next to Haiti which is off the east coast yeah I think it's like a little northeast from Dominican Republic if I'm correct I'm really bad no I mean like the like the island is on the east coast of America oh yeah okay yeah yeah just doing oh yeah and i'm actually it's actually northwest it's haiti yeah from dominican republic yes um yeah it's down i believe it's the caribbean Mm -hmm. uh pretty close to puerto rico also i guess florida like a little (laughs) ferry over like really close um so yeah i think it'll be just like a new experience altogether it's a place we've talked about going to visit before so I'm looking forward to that, and I'm really looking forward to getting back home <laughs> already. Yeah, that'll be great. I haven't traveled in a, almost two years, so like a, like a you know vacation kind of travel. So I think it'll be good. It's going to be really fun and beautiful, and I'm excited. Yeah, I was anxious to go to Mexico last May, and I needed it so bad. It was like one of the, yeah. my favorite vacations ever. Yeah, I think so. it's going to be good, and Mark definitely – needs a vacation so even though it'll be with some co-workers I think it will also be very relaxing for him and mm-hmm. just a chance to disconnect and 
you know, enjoy himself. He so deserves this trip. So I'm very excited and grateful so I get to tag along too. And then once I get back, it's Moonbees time, baby. And we'll be opening up shop. I feel like March is going to be a lot happening, like in a good way. Yeah. Like, I just see all the businesses mm-hmm. that we're doing and everything just pop, like, yeah, popping off. Yeah, it's going to be so great. I can't wait for March. <laughs> Me too. All right, it's that time where we're going to take some breaths. So if you can, or if you feel called to, close your eyes. And we're going to take a deep breath in. And release. Second breath, we're going to deep breathe a little bit deeper. Breathe in. And release. This last breath, we're going to breathe the deepest breath that we have today. And then we're going to release as much as possible. Take a big deep breath in. Hold. And release. I now want to call in our spirit guides, higher self and ancestors to be here with us today. I am calling in whatever needs to come forward for the collective. I want the cards to spit us some truth today. And I think that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Today we're going to talk tarot just from our understanding. We want to try to explain it a little bit in a way that I kind of wish it was explained to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to, we are not experts, obviously. We're, we're, we're still students of tarot. <laughs> learners. That being said, there is not necessarily a wrong way to read tarot. Correct. Just, um, mo- Every deck has beautiful art on it, and you can even just look at the art Mm -hmm. and feel what it's telling you and trust your intuition. Yeah, it's a really great tool for building up your intuition, and it could be really intimidating. Uh, I I mean, that's how I honestly started reading tarot, was trying to read the pictures, and then you get in your head too much about it. And so the book or books, there's several books, but... They could really help you begin to understand the themes of things, but know that ultimately your intuition is all you need. I read almost 100% now from an intuition base. And so when I do a reading using tarot cards, it's not what was put out into the world as knowledge. It's Mm -hmm. I let the pictures guide me and trigger messages that need to come through my channel so know that that is perfect as it is too if you are that type of reader or if that seems to make more sense for you but there are also so many different tools out there 
to help you have a better understanding if you want to kind of mix it up and have a little bit of both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think for me personally, I use it as a tool for kind of self-reflection and guidance. Yeah. I will, my first deck came with a guide book. So I would pull the cards and then refer to the book and then try to mush the messages together and um, figure out what I was going through and what I was feeling mm-hmm. and um, take from it what resonates and what doesn't. And then also you can look for a deeper meaning in it in the messages. I think that even if you're not somebody that's into spirituality and the more woo-woo stuff, you can still be very self-reflective totally. with tarot cards because they call on you to think about what they're saying, mm-hmm. whether that be true or not. Most of the time, most <laughs> of the time it is, even if you don't realize it in the yeah. moment, mm-hmm. it's a deck of playing cards basically. Mm-hmm. And there's 78 cards that represent different kind of energies um, and it's split between the major arcana and the minor arcana. So the major arcana carry a special meaning. They represent like universal human experiences and challenges. And they're kind of an overarching theme. So if they come up in a reading, sometimes you're supposed to pay a little bit more attention to what that card says like it's the bigger situation almost yeah, uh one of my favorite books that i learned from is called the only tarot book you'll ever need by sky alexander big fan of hers. her um and one of the things that she says about the major arcana is it's more stuff that's happening around you you know it's stuff that you don't really have control of mm-hmm. or over it could also be messages from your spirit team coming through trying to give you extra messages it's more external mm-hmm. stuff going on um and the major arcana follows a story of a man and it starts at zero with the fool and the fool's journey through the whole story mm-hmm. we'll get into that <laughs> in the next episode and then the other 22 cards are more of like your your court cards and your suits like mm-hmm. in a traditional deck. Yeah, like a like a regular old playing uh playing mm-hmm. cards. So before we hop into the details of all of that, we want to give you a couple tips and tricks just from our own practice. Mm-hmm. I think that Tara's very open. Like I don't Yeah. I think if anybody's being a stickler about it, you're a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything else we talk about on this podcast, there's, been there's a lot not... of spiritual rules applied to tarot. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> not doing that. So you don't have to buy your own deck. It's not bad luck or you don't have to be gifted yes, a deck. That, that's so a that is myth. a myth and a rumor and... I didn't buy a deck for many years and I wanted one because I thought that someone had to give it to me. They did. And then I was like, okay, can I buy like (laughs) more now or do I have to wait for someone else to give it to me? And I had a friend um, that I love so much, Amanda. She was like, no, that's dumb. Just buy buy whatever decks you want. Okay. I, um, I'm a big fan of like gifting old decks that I have, Mm -hmm. like 
because once you buy your first deck or get your first deck, it's kind of like getting your first tattoo. (laughs) You kind of can't stop. And eventually they don't resonate with you anymore. You don't pull from them. And I very much believe everything has like a life and an energy. So I don't want to just hoard these decks and have them sit there and not be used. So Mm -hmm. I've gifted out tons of my gifts or tons of my decks. So if you find yourself collecting and not using, I encourage you to do that too. Because even though we're saying it here, so many people still believe that you have to be gifted your Mm -hmm. first deck. But So you were talking about like the energy of the deck. What is a good way for someone to kind of connect with their new deck or infuse their energy into their deck? Yeah, so I always believe that is one important thing I think you should do is when you do get a deck, no matter cleanse in what way you get it, um, you it's like a new friend. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to nurture the relationship and spend time with it. And so, you know, meditating, creating a little ritual around it, just like getting acquainted with it. Um, A lot of people suggest sleeping with it underneath your pillow or on your nightstand. So you are connecting your energy to the energy of the deck. Um, Another tool is journaling. We're a big fan Mm -hmm. of journaling. And you can connect with your tarot deck and, and talking to it like it is a friend or a spirit and asking what kind of energy it's going to bring for you and how it should be used and how it wants to connect with you. Again, trusting your intuition and allowing whatever message to flow through you, not judging it, and just kind of get curious with it. Mm -hmm. This is a new friend that you get to play with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, shuffling, touching, like every time I would get a new deck, I would just sit on the couch while watching TV and just shuffle, just play, Mm -hmm. loosen it up, get that energy flowing and moving. Anytime I work with somebody that I'm going to pull cards for, I always want them to touch the deck to get their energy connected to it as well so it really is an entity and wants to be played with and connected with correct you can use crystals as well to um cleanse your deck you can smudge Mm -hmm. your deck if you feel like it's off um for my practice if i'm at home i like to set up my altar with all four elements and so i will have like a crystal moon water maybe so the crystal would represent earth Mm -hmm. moon water would obviously be water and then maybe a feather for air incense is also good for air and then a candle for fire yeah um and take time just like any other part of your practice and kind of ground yourself and set an intention Mm. for what you are what kind of messages you would like to receive from the deck speaking of cleansing um there are several different ways to do this if you have absolutely nothing to your disposal what do you want this yeah know that your intentions are really all that you actually need. So holding the deck and just intending to release any old energy from the deck Mm -hmm. is powerful enough. Um, If you do like having tools, of course, using a type of burning herbs, uh, incense, uh, burning smoke of some sorts is going to help cleanse and clear the energy. You can also use crystals 
One I really love to use is selenite. Mm -hmm. Selenite is the only crystal that technically doesn't need cleansing because it is pure salt, (laughs) which is the most cleansing vibration. And so either putting a a stick of selenite on top, or if you have selenite slabs, you can put it on, on, put your deck on the slab and it'll just help to absorb and neutralize any energy from the deck. I love that. Um, If you are into charging the deck, not just cleansing, but you want to like fuel it with energy using crystals like clear quartz, which can be programmed to be any sort of energy or vibration that you desire, which I love. Um, And then labradorite is another really good one. This is a big stone that I like to use for intuition and my psychic abilities. So I love using a labradorite with my decks because then I am infusing that connection to use it as a tool to inspire my channel to open and be fluid, allowing for messages to come through Mm -hmm. as well. So whether you're reading for yourself or others, I think it's important to kind of ground and center yourself. So Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with that, you can do just think back to kind of how we start these episodes and try that. Try it by yourself. Take three deep breaths. Call in your guides, your ancestors, and your higher self. Make sure that you're calling it in for the higher good Mm -hmm. so that you are protected. And kind of just let that close your eyes and let it flow through you. Mm -hmm. And um, trust what when you're reading these cards trust whatever comes forward especially if you're reading for someone else sometimes it can get uncomfortable because (laughs) things like turmoil in their relationship comes up or finances Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't fucking know this person now I'm telling them to like about their (laughs) money like it can get uncomfortable um but what I've learned is just say it because if it even if it doesn't make sense to you, people are going to be like, oh, damn. Yeah, I feel well, that. They're not your messages to gatekeep. That's another thing I've learned. So, Which is a big thing with channeling. Yeah. Is kind of set aside your ego and your judgment because mm-hmm. whatever comes through, it's not for you. Yeah, exactly. And it may not make sense to them in that moment either. And that's also okay. Yeah, sometimes it might click for them later Mm -hmm. or it might not even be their message. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) So we want to kind of break down, like we said, the minor arcana today. There are 56 cards. I think I said it backwards earlier. (laughs) 56 cards in the minor arcana, 22 in the major. So just like your traditional deck, you have your suits. So we've got the wands swords, pentacles, and cups in a traditional rider weight yeah. style, you which may is like see, the ori- one of the original yeah. decks. You may see some differences depending on the deck that you're using, but overall, they're going to have the same themes, and I'm sure your book will guide you to Correct. what they are in a traditional deck. Most decks come with a small guidebook. Mm-hmm. That you can refer to if you're questioning your intuition. And the internet is a great tool if you don't know. (laughs) I've learned most of everything that I've done from Biddy Tarot. Oh, yeah. Biddy is is incredible. Mm -hmm. Love, love, love. So all of the suits are tied to the elements. 
And if you remember our, um, I think it was our astrology episode is where mm, we kind of yeah. go into what the elements totally are connected to energy wise. Mm-hmm. So overall in each suit, um, we'll just go down the line. We got our wands and the wands, it, they're fire energy. And so in astrology too, these are relatable to the fire signs, which are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And fire is very much about like get shit done, taking action, creativity, and passion. Um, way that I remember the energy of wands is like wands are typically going to be wood and you need wood to build a fire. So this is just something in my own brain that I've used. I think of like (laughs) Harry Potter and him just going, oh, with a wand and fire shooting out to like get something done. (laughs) I like that too. (laughs) So, you know, find an association to help you try to remember that because ultimately when you're seeing those cards come up, it's easy to know the overarching theme and having some way to uh, remember that. And then our next suit is the swords and swords have always been the hardest one for me to remember mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm starting to get it now but um this is air energy so in astrology that's our aquarius libras and gemini's and swords have a lot to do with um your mental state you know mind over emotions the intellect mm-hmm. so the way I've started to remember this now is like being an air sign myself. <laughs> like I'm very, you know, much up in the air and in mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. And so that just helps me to remember like air is airhead and mental stuff. <laughs> and then we have the pentacles. I think that this one, what it represents is easy for me to remember. So pentacles is earth. And then if you think of earth, you think of, physical and mm-hmm. like material like things you can touch yeah and so the earth energy which this also makes sense mm-hmm. is like taurus capricorn virgo mm-hmm. so like i think all when i think of of virgo uh, or at least a taurus and capricorn i think of people that get shit done and get money yeah <laughs> and so your pentacles is going to be money it's going to be the material world it's possessions it's work and finances and when you look at the pentacles Mm -hmm. it looks like a coin and in some decks it is referred to as coin yeah get that coin (laughs) and then cups hello my whole chart yeah um we got water remember yeah it's literally (laughs) like a cup you put water in it (laughs) it makes sense um so that's cancer scorpio pisces that's your emotional state, your emotional well-being, dealing with all things emotions. Um, so there's lots of different cards in most decks that have, even if they're not in the cup's suit, if there's water in the background, mm-hmm. it can be tied to emotion. Mm-hmm. Or if there's mountains or something in the background, mm-hmm. then that can be tied, I think, to earth yeah. or like overcoming something. Yeah. Or something like that, which ties back to just intuitively like looking at the card, yeah. seeing how it makes you feel like the card that I see right now is the Knight of Swords, which is 
big changes and opportunities, but he's riding into battle Mm -hmm. with his sword. And so you look at this and you're like, oh, he's going to go conquer some shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you're like, me too, bitch. (laughs) I like that. That's a big helpful tool into interpreting and then kind of tying all of the energies together. Totally. And then, I mean, you can get real crazy with it, the deck, um, and each card in the minor arcana also represents a different planet and that energy. And then they have a different chakra correlation as well. Yeah. And and I use the learning tarot cards deck and it has keywords, planets, zodiacs, and chakra meanings all on just the cards. You don't have to flip through a guidebook. And it helps if you are reading for yourself or someone else to really affirm your intuition Mm -hmm. because it's right in front of you. And then you can like tap into what that really well it gives you some keywords to help your intuition flowing too which is nice but yeah there's so much symbolism that goes into tarot uh we don't have time for that today but (laughs) just know like you can really pull inspiration from each card if you really want to dive into it or if you have more knowledge based on all sorts of other stuff so for me i knew um i knew the suits and I knew what the suits meant, but then I had a hard time figuring out what the numbers meant in correlation to the suits. And so we broke it down in like a numerology sort of way as refers to the deck. And I think that this makes it so much more simple. Mm-hmm. So like they might not all be exactly what the we are about to say yeah but it helps you to like connect the thing so you have you know your your new beginnings but then mm-hmm. you also have the pentacles mm-hmm. and then so you can kind of bring them together bring that together yeah. so we're gonna give you just a very general overview of what the numerology does mean and like taylor said then you can marry the energy of the suit with the energy of the number to kind of come up with an interpretation for that card so this might be that time in our learning episode where you want to pull out a pen and paper it's not we aren't dumping too much information on you i think it's very digestible but it is kind of a lot to remember yeah if this is a way to help you learn this is definitely a way that both taylor and i learn so enjoy so we'll start with the aces because and or the one uh most decks i believe is an ace so And aces are very much about new beginnings and new opportunities, new potential. It is the beginning of the journey. Mm -hmm. And then twos typically represent partnerships, balance, and duality. So when you look at the deck and you see two wands or two swords or two pentacles, you think of like a relationship Mm -hmm. between the two or a marriage or yeah i think the pentacles is kind of like the libra like Mm, sign of balance balance. it's like your duality Mm -hmm. yeah so thinking like two of cups this is like new friendship new relationship uh you know like you are bringing two people together or Mm -hmm. pentacles it's like i'm gonna go on this new journey together with Mm -hmm. somebody we're gonna make some money and make some Mm -hmm. you know it could be like a business opportunity Mm -hmm. with someone yeah totally 
And then threes typically are expression, groups, growth. The one that always sticks out to me is pentacles for this. And it's literally teamwork. Like it's going to take multiple people to get this shit rolling so that things can come to life. Yes. You're adding, you're adding the third, third party to this partnership. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Need, need some extra teamwork. And then for this has to do with your manifestations and foundations and stability. Fives represent conflict, change, and instability. I think it's the five of cups where they're like knocked over typically. And there's like two that are still standing. And so it's like, you know, looking at all this turmoil and things that have spilt over and you're like, man, that really fucking sucks. I lost that. But you can also look at it like I still got too full though. And that's where I have to put my energy into like that's creating change and stuff is going to get better. I need to put my energy into thinking about what I do have and forgetting what I've lost. And then six is harmony, cooperation and healing. I just pulled this card, so that's interesting. What is it? It's the Seven of Cups. Oh. And we're on seven. <laughs> so um, seven is a time for reflection and assessment, um, taking back control. So the mm. Seven of Cups here has all the different different options. So it's like lots of choices. It has all seven cups, but they all have something else in the cup. Mm-hmm. So you can pick and choose from whichever cup what option or road you're going to go down. So an eight can usually represent mastery, accomplishment, or action. Um, a nine is usually whatever you've been working on starting to come to fulfillment. You can start to kind of grasp those things that you've been manifesting like it's you're on the brink you're almost there you're ready for to you're ready to pick up all of your pentacles or you're ready to just grab life by the dick (laughs) i heard someone (laughs) say that like the nines are like good luck yeah (laughs) definitely this one's um so the nine of pentacles is like your independence, your stability, your your abundant rewards, and all your hard work is finally coming through. So if we start at the ace and we end at the 10, we think of the whole journey we just went through with all of the cards. And it's the end of that cycle. It is the completion. Mm-hmm. Um, renewal, which could be death and rebirth mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 10 of pentacles is like, um, you could unexpected money, unexpected abundance, everything that you wished for is finally here. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then, yeah, like the Ten of Cups, wishes coming Celebration. true, realizing <laughs> your dreams, happiness, fulfillment, positivity, all of those things. So after the Ten comes the page. This is the first in the court cards. And the page typically is like a youthful energy, curiosity, and excitement. Um, it's almost it's almost like an ace again. You know, you kind of have this mm-hmm. new curiosity and this new beginning, very childlike. Um, and then after that is the knights. 
and the knights are kind of like the teenagers of the court cards. Mm -hmm. They're very passionate, but also can take like erratic action or have Mm -hmm. erratic behavior. So curious. Yeah. Like let's do this dumb thing and see what happens. Kind of energy is what I feel. (laughs) (laughs) And then you've got your queen, which is, um, more maternal obviously so you have that feminine energy and just because the cards are gendered doesn't mean you have to be like a man or a woman to get the card or resonate with the card Mm -hmm. we all have a feminine and a masculine energy yes that balances us so just having that like sense of care and protection like you're protecting whatever person or thing that comes up in this reading very mama bear mm-hmm. energy and then the king is similar but it's the like the patriarchy of the family the masculine energy um more taking action and being a leader mm-hmm. in that role whatever comes forward whichever Absolutely. card you get with it yeah. so in your deck you'll have your king of pentacles or your queen of cups or page of whatever in each suit so yeah that's just a very quick dry yeah overview sorry yeah (laughs) a little quickie um of the minor arcana of the tarot and so now i think we're just going to pull some tarot and do a little reading for you guys This deck is really beautiful. My best friend Allison bought it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. It's called the Goth Owl. The Goth Owl? Oh, owl. I bent my thingy. Oh. Little. Okay. It's fine. It's called the Goth Mancy. You'll all hear about the <laughs> finger incident in next week's episode. <laughs> um, the Goth Mancy deck, I like this because each card comes with like a different song in the guidebook yeah, and that. they're like usually <laughs> like dark gothy songs fun and the art is fucking crazy there are different spreads that you can do mm, that yeah. can mean different things there's a ton of resources on pinterest that you can mm-hmm. look into or if you buy a tarot book that explains different placements so you would put you know one card on top and three underneath and that would be your overarching theme and the contributing factors or something like that so there's tons of those out there you can also just read without doing um placements so i got the six of cups the sun the four of pentacles and then the page of cups reverse we didn't talk about reverse but i the easiest way to remember a card reversed is just flip whatever the meaning is almost i think for me it's usually like there's like a blockage or something from receiving the upright position and in some cases the reverse is a more positive reading it's true the upright um okay so six of cups the sun four pentacles page of cups i'm feeling like for this specific reading um there is so we talk about a lot like your inner child and stuff like that so like moving forward being more playful um having 
some of that inner child play, calling in and welcoming money, maybe again, like any blockages that you have to things like think of how your mind used to be pure before you'd been jaded by the world Mm. and like all the things that the world has told you you can't you can't have. I'm also hearing like stop comparing yourself to others and um and it's causing jealousy and that's a part of where your blockage is coming in is even though you have enough you are look you have you have the sun you have everything you need and you still keep comparing yourself to other people and other people's financial situations and other people's bodies and lifestyles but you have everything within you that you need so go back to that place before you were jaded by the world and um i'm gonna pull one more fucking card <laughs> oh i really love the backs to the that deck too yeah, they're really pretty. so pretty oh shit three of swords reversed this is like the heartbreak card <laughs> yeah but reversed <laughs> is like you're finally able to heal yeah. and move on from whatever situation you were in and going through so the three of swords reversed song is disintegration by the cure. Hell yeah. And then the song inspiration for the six of cups is forever young. Love. Does it say, isn't there like several different artists? By Alpha Vile. Alpha Ville. Alpha Ville. Um, Page of Cups. Do What You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. Amazing. Four of Pentacles is Living Hell by The Misfits. And then the song inspiration for The Sun is Silent All These Years by Tori Amos. And if you don't want to look all of those up, we will have that posted in the Waking Up the Witch playlist where songs come up in the episodes. And I will take a picture of this spread so you can check that out on Instagram as well. I really love this. I'm excited to listen to this spread playlist so much. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, cool. Say you bought this deck. It's from um, the artist. I got it on Etsy. It's written and created by Stephanie Aaliyah and illustrated and designed by Daniela F.A. Um, it's a beautiful deck. But so say you read this. And you get your downloaded message from it. And then you listen to these songs and you put them on a playlist and it's telling you this whole other story Mm -hmm. or it's affirming like what you just thought. And it's just like you can soak up so much more of yourself like reflection by adding music to it. That's the way that I learn when I'm reading tarot on like TikTok or something. I always put music in the background. Mm hmm. And then I pull from that song to what my intuition is telling me about the reading. Love it. This deck was like made for you. I love it. <laughs> Thank Music you, Allison. <laughs> How exciting. I really love that. What a good reading, especially still being fresh in the new year kind of vibes where we are, you know, maybe at that point where we've gotten over the high of our New Year's resolutions and back into our regular old bullshit programming of comparing ourselves and yeah it's just a good gentle reminder to stop 
doing that. Also, it's 2023. We ain't doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. Stop it. We're lifting each other up and praising each other for what they're doing and being inspired. And being different is better than being the same. So be (laughs) your weird, different self and stop trying to be somebody else because you're not them. Yes, baby. (laughs) Queen. I think that was amazing. (laughs) That was so good. Thank you so much for that beautiful reading, Taylor. Thank Love you. it. You're getting so good at this and so yes. good at trusting your intuition. Thank you. Yeah. So I, if you could hear, like, I, I, you know, I looked at it first and then I thought about what it meant and I did refer to the guidebook a little bit and then I sat with it for a moment and then it all started to flow through me and mm-hmm. connect. So just listen to your gut, listen to mm-hmm. your intuition and trust it yeah and it could be a whole story it doesn't like a lot of the spreads that you do find it's like this box this square where you place this card means this and represents this and it could all get kind of convoluted when you're looking at it like that it could really complicate things for me I also love to see like where's the whole story in all of these cards for me I don't typically resonate with the cards that are all spread out in a certain way and even when I'm doing like a year in review or a year into the future it's just like I don't necessarily resonate with that Mm -hmm. it's more of like I'll pull three or four cards or I'll keep going until Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to and then if I have a question about one card I'll pull again and again for more clarity Mm -hmm. you also don't have to use just one deck you can start Mm -hmm. with a tarot deck and then if you need some clarification pull from your favorite oracle deck Mm -hmm. to get some answers as well ultimately i think taylor's saying there are no fucking rules it's a it's a play (laughs) they are playing cards play with the fucking cards yes (laughs) and like feel them and see what they have to say it's not a big deal no they're literally playing cards yeah i think one of the first decks was made by mattel so (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so some like references and things that we both have used throughout our time are things we may be curious about looking further into to help build knowledge of the tarot. Um, Pinterest really, I just think is great for like everything, especially, I mean, in the spiritual world and you're trying to be witchy and you don't know what to do. Pinterest has so much information. So if you, it's a really great tool to learning different things about tarot. Of course, it could be overwhelming because there's endless amounts of knowledge out there. Um, But if you are a Pinterest type person, I highly recommend you going there. My favorite book, which I mentioned earlier, The Only Tarot Book You'll Ever Need by Sky Alexander. It is literally one of my most favorite references and just the way that she explains it is just so clear and easy to understand. And going into this kind of breakdown where it is, an overarching guide instead of like each individual card, even though there, there is the interpretation. Very daunting. Yeah. It just makes it a little bit more digestible. And then a few other books that I personally haven't read yet, but I'm curious about that I just brought into my shop and will be selling here on moonbeeswellness.com. There is one called... The Little Book of Tarot by Catalin Patnake. 
I'm sure I'm butchering that. Sorry. <laughs> this is a really tiny, cute little light pink book. Um, and it just seems like a really quick guide reference into uh, each suit and the card. Another one called A Little Bit of Tarot, an introduction to reading tarot by Cassandra Eason. Uh, and it's a, it's from the Little Bit series. So they do a lot of different types of book to give you a little bit of knowledge on different topics. And then one that tarot, uh, sorry, that Taylor and I just kind of played around with the other day is called Tarot for Self-Care by Minerva Siegel. How to use tarot to manifest your best self. And this one I really liked because it is like a flip through reference point for each card, but each card, it also gives you a self care activity uh, for your mind, body, and spirit, which I really love too. So just to bring in a little extra self care inspiration, you know, we're big fans of self care around here. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to give you a couple extra guidances and then also Biddy Tarot, as Taylor had referenced earlier as well. Drink some water. <laughs> Dry yourself a bath. Go to the gym. Journal. Manifest your own reality. Do something for your inner child. Treat yourself to a delicious cheesecake. I was going to say like sweet treat or bakery item or something that you've been holding yourself back from, but you desire. You Watch deserve The it. Bachelor. Watch The Bachelor. That's <laughs> what we're going to go do right now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode was audio engineered by Rachel Ludeman. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at Waking Up The Witch. Please email us your witchy stories, ghost stories, corrections, and advice questions to wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. Love you. Love you.